with you and I. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything about this, but I noticed my voice sounding a little bit different. Um, I had my wisdom teeth pulled yesterday, so <laughs> feeling that a little bit, some tightness in my jaw still, so um, that's the reasoning for that. But um, I'm thankful to be here tonight and to be able to to share and just to be with the body of Christ. Um, I just want to start a little bit slow and, and sort of talk about some things that the Lord has been um, doing without me necessarily even realizing it. Um, so a few weeks ago, um, when Elder and I had got back from Guatemala, uh, Brother Renee and I met up for coffee and um, just to catch up after, you know, being over a week away. And as we began to to talk, there just uh, became a flow from from all sorts of of different things just over the past week and week or two. And just, I was so thankful for that flow to be able to have a brother that, that him and I could just begin to speak and, and we could recognize the ministry that the Lord was, was doing uh, with us. And, and as we were, were talking, we were reflecting back on some previous meetings we had and some conversations we had been in and ministry that had been shared from other men and, and in talking about that, it was bringing us revelation and understanding of things that, that we didn't even realize the Lord had been dealing with us about, um, or sh I should say that I didn't even realize the Lord had been dealing with me about. I can't speak entirely for, for Renee, but um, just as him and I were talking, I, I began to, to feel a conviction about what the Lord had been dealing with me about. And there had been a thought that had been coming back to my mind, and I, you know, didn't just brush it off, but I, I had the thought, and then I'd move on with my day. And the thought was, choose you this day who you will serve. And, um, and so there were a few mornings where I'd wake up and I'd, I'd write it down, like, as for me in my house, I'm, I'm going to serve the Lord today. And I was making that commitment for myself each day. And, um, but I, I didn't give much more thought to that. And, and then in talking with Brother Renee, I began to realize that th this was the Lord speaking to me, and and I had simply been just moving on with it and passing it off as just a, a neat thought. And I, as there was this flow, this was probably about 8.30 at night maybe, and if you don't know, I'm, I go to bed pretty, pretty early, so if it's 8.30, I'm about ready to get home and wind down for the night and um but at, at that point as him and i were talking i i was just thinking of all these things the lord had been dealing with me about and not even realizing it was the lord speaking to me and i i told her and i said let's go right now let's go go to the store we're gonna get a notebook that i can just carry in my back pocket and so whenever these thoughts come i'm, I'm gonna write it down um because it's not always easy to be able to just open the bible wherever you're at when the lord gives you a thought and um and so I was, I was determined, like, Lord, you've convicted me right now in this conversation. I'm going to do something about it. And we didn't find a notebook that night, but uh, 
Uh, I got one though. I have one right here now that I'm carrying with me. Um, and in that thought, I, I thought of, of Jacob and we don't need to turn there, but in Genesis chapter 28, um, it's Jacob when he, he has the dream and he sees the angels ascending and descending and we call it Jacob's ladder. And he wakes up and, and he said, surely, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And I don't know about you all, but that's, that's a place I don't want to be in. And the Lord dealt with me about that, that I'm here, I'm speaking to you. I'm, I'm in this place and, and you didn't know it. And, and so that's why I made that determination. I'm going to get something where when the Lord speaks, I'm, I'm going to make sure I have it written down because I don't want to, to hear it and then get busy with my life and dismiss the word of God that can come so simply. Oftentimes we expect it to come on a Thursday night or a Sunday morning or um, maybe at men's prayer or women's prayer in these, in these moments where somebody else is speaking, but so often it, it's just the Lord in, in your thoughts because you're fellowshipping him and he'll just plant a thought and it's not always our own. We want the mind of Christ and we pray that, but do we actually believe that he will give us his mind that when we have these thoughts that it is him speaking in and through us. And so if we could turn to Joshua chapter 24, I'm going to, to read the passage where, where Joshua declares to the children of Israel, choose this day who you'll serve. Chapter 24, verse number 13. And it says, and I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you built not. And you dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards, which ye planted not, do ye eat. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the God of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And I want you to notice this. They begin to declare things that the Lord has done for them. It says, for the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. So they're declaring some victories that God had given them. And they're, they're saying, we're going to serve the Lord because look at all these things that God has done. And they're remembering these things that he has done. So we're going to serve him. And if you skip to verse 21, it says, And the people said unto Joshua again, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen, that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. 
And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and this voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak, and was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke unto us, and it shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. And those last two verses are sort of what I want to highlight tonight, is the children of Israel were posed with, with a decision of who are you going to serve? And as we read, they, they said multiple times, we're going to serve the Lord. Why should, why should we turn our backs on God after these things that he's done for us? And, and so Joshua said, okay, but I'm going to do something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a stone. I'm going to write these words down that you said. You guys are witnesses to these words that you just spoken, to this decision that you just made. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something in place to remind you of what, what decision you made today. And all of Israel and their belief is based off of, of remembering a word that God has spoken to them. In Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then it begins to say, you should write this on your doorposts and on your fence posts, and you should put it on your hands and between your eyes and, and everywhere. You should say it before you go to bed and when you wake up. Everything, I want you to remember this word. And I'll just read a portion of that because the Lord was speaking to me through it, and it was so beautiful how it all tied together. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we'll just read verse number 10. This is after, after uh, the Lord had said to, to bind these in your hands and to put them on your doorpost. And it says, And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which you didn't fill, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which you plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Man, he gave them a reminder. This isn't anything that you did. All these things that you have, all these things that you're blessed with, they were there before you came there. And all of that is based off of him being the Lord. He's the one that they serve. He's the provider for them. And I just, I've had this, this thought and question of, of how, how quickly do I dismiss the word of God and things that he's done for me? And what do I do to, to lay hold on the word of God? We, we hear that a lot, to lay hold on the word of God, but but what do we do about that? What does that mean exactly to lay hold on the word of God? And the way that I began to view it was setting reminders for myself, setting things in place to help me remember what the Lord has shared with me. I don't want to just dismiss a word from God. As I said, that's why I have this, this simple thing here. So when a thought comes and I, I don't have time to be able to open my Bible or go to a place of prayer, I can just write it down and revisit it and go back and, and look at it. And 
I see that in, in these passages of scripture where the Lord and, and Joshua is saying, I'm writing these things down. I'm setting up this monument for us to remember this decision that you made, to remember this thing that the Lord did for you when he brought you into this promised land of all these blessings. I want you to remember this, that he did it for you. And there's so much of a pattern of these things being built up and these monuments being built up. Um, I, I forgot to mention it, but when Jacob woke up from that dream, what he did is he built a pillar there, stones, the, the stones that were his pillow. He built a pillar and he prayed there and he set a reminder for himself that, that God was there with him. And, and I didn't go into all the details of it, but when he prayed that, he said, Lord, if you will if you'll provide for me, if you'll be with me, then I will serve you. Um, setting up reminders, setting monuments and pillars in our life to look back to and remember what the Lord has done for us. In Genesis chapter 31, um, verse number 44 and 45, this is Jacob again and uh, his father-in-law Laban after he had worked for him for many years for his wife, or wives, I guess. <laughs> um, verse number 44, this is the two of them talking. It says, Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, and I, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. Skipping down to verse 52. This heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. We've all heard the saying before, uh, mainly from elders sharing it, of when you before you decide to tear down a fence, you should probably ask the question of why was it built in the first place? Because um, you never know what might be on the other side of that fence, and you don't want to go tearing it down. And we the analogy of, of these guardrails along the sides of roads is, the idea isn't to get as close to that guardrail as you can. The idea is that if you do get close, there's something there to help you and protect you, but you want to stay as far away from that as you can while staying within the lines of the road, of course. Um, and so I, in this passage with, with Laban and Jacob, I just think, okay, we're, we're building something here to recognize this is the line. We don't, we don't cross over this line. This is the the reminder that we're setting up for ourselves, that we're building for ourselves to recognize this covenant that we have made with one another, that we'll stick to this covenant, but we're not just going to trust ourselves to remember. We're going to set something up for us to, to see it, and when we see it, we'll know, okay, we, we gave our word. We made this commitment. And one other place I want to read is Joshua again, chapter number four. starting in verse number five. And Joshua said unto them, pass over before the ark. This is the children of Israel going into the promised land, and they're about to cross the Jordan. It says, pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones 
shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. There can be a lot of times where we're going through seasons in life and questions come up. I think that's, that's normal when we begin to look at the circumstances of life. And I don't know about for you all, but I can imagine so that when these questions come up, we begin to forget sometimes what the Lord has spoken to us and what he's, what he's given us, the promises that he's given us. Bishop talked about it on Saturday at uh, All Congregation Prayer. He mentioned the promises of God coming to pass and remembering the promises. And he talked of Abraham and how he was 75 years old when the promise came to him. And it wasn't until he was 100 that the promise was fulfilled to an extent. The son was fulfilled, but he never saw the true promise of of all the generations and all the the nations of the earth being blessed. And he shared of, I can't remember if it was him or if it was you, but he shared with um, Hagar and how she cast the child under a bush and she just got as far away as she could because of his crying and she didn't know what to do and how she cast the promise aside and then her eyes were opened and when she got near to the promise her eyes were opened and she saw the the well that was there and how we can so easily get our eyes off of the things that God has spoken and I guess my challenge for us today is to not so quickly let go of the Word of God whether it be a promise from God or whether it be a commitment that you have made to God, if it's him asking you to do something, to let go of something, what memorials have you built for yourself? What things have you laid in your life to remind you of the word of God that was spoken? I don't know about you, but, and I'm not talking about a physical thing to write something down, though that's very helpful. And I, I'd encourage that to do that, to, to get your phone and, and put a date in your phone when you know the Lord has spoken to you or when he's done something in your life, the day you were filled with the Holy Ghost, put a reminder for yourself. The day you were delivered from an addiction, put a reminder for yourself. Don't let yourself forget the things that the Lord has done for you. And I begin to ask myself that question. What things have the Lord has the Lord done for me that I've just let go, that I've just taken the word of God and been like, wow, this word was powerful. I received it on a Sunday and the Lord dealt with me in the altar and I want the Lord to continue to deal with me. But then I go home and I haven't I haven't put something in place to remind myself of this word of God. And I've fallen into the trap, that trap many times, and I can try and look back, and I, I know the Lord has dealt with me in a situation or an area, but then I, I can't seem to remember when it was, or I can't seem to, the word isn't as real as I remember it once being. And so I begin to ask the Lord, God, give me a conviction to where when you speak to me, let me lay hold on it with all of my heart, Lord. Let me take my Bible and let me write a note in my Bible where you have dealt with me and ministered to me in my heart. And you're trying to work things in and out of me, God. I pray that I would take your word and I would set something in my calendar so that every time that comes around, Jesus, I would see the day that you brought me out of darkness and into your light, Jesus that I would see the reminder of the promises that you've spoken and I will lay hold on them knowing that it was you who spoke them and I will receive them. God, I don't want to forget your promises. I don't want the cares of life to crush out the word to where it is of no effect, God. 
In Jesus' name, I pray, bring it to the surface of our heart today. The word that you have spoken into our spirits, that we would lay hold on it. Bring it back into our spirits, back into the forefront of our minds, oh God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray your will be done. There are multiple things that that this can pertain to beyond just the promises of God. But one of the things, and I mentioned it with the guardrails or the fence, is there may be things that the Lord is wanting to take out of your life or that the Lord has brought you from or he's trying to take you from. And you have to make a determination for yourself. You have to decide and make a covenant with the Lord. God, this day I'm going to serve you. Find scriptures in the Bible that, that talk about the situation you're going through. Pull together a list of scriptures and write them down so that whenever something comes and tries to attack your mind or tries to tempt you, you can go to that place and say, no, I've written these things down. These are the words that I have heard from God for this specific situation. Don't, don't speak to the enemy and begin to speak the words that he's planted into your thought, but instead go to the word of God and speak the word of God, declare the word of God when he makes it real to you so that at every time you can go to him and you can remember, no, there was a day that I remember the Lord dealt with me specifically about this and I have a reminder for this word from him and lay hold on it. I've done that before and I've, unfortunately, there's been memorials I've built up that I've easily let fall away and, and when you rely on yourself to remember and to just, know if it comes I know God did a miraculous thing yes that's easy to say when he does it but what's it look like a year down the road what's it look like three years down the road when when that time is far gone and life has carried on and what does that look like for you is it going to be so easy to just remember the power of the word of God in that moment but when you write it down when you put something in place to help you remember I believe that is that's powerful um, thank you, Jesus. Could we pray right now before we go any further? In Jesus' name. God, whatever things you're bringing to the surface of our heart tonight, I pray let us lay hold on them right now. God, let us remember this right now as you speak to us, Jesus. The promises that you're bringing back to our hearts and minds tonight. The covenants that we have made with you that you are bringing back to our minds and hearts tonight. I pray let us not so easily let them fall away. Let us not lean on our own understanding. But let us lay hold on these words. Let us rebuild these altars, God. That once we make the sacrifice, let that altar be a reminder. Let the altar be a memorial, Jesus. Where we made our covenant with you, God that we would begin to remember why we set this thing in place, Jesus. Lord, so that you can have your way fully and completely in us, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When we set memorials, 
one of the challenges that I want to present to myself is why am I setting this in place? If the Lord gives it to you, set it up. But that way, when you go back and you see this reminder, you see this thing that you've built, you remember, this is why I built it. You remember the things that that maybe would be affected if you were to to cross this line, if I can say it that way, where with Jacob and Laban, they, they built this, this um, heap, I think is how it worded it, to where if we cross this, we're, we're breaking our covenant that we made with, with our family. And so I, I, I want to leave with that question today is if when temptation comes, because temptation will come, and when you find yourself leaning towards your flesh and, and giving ear to the adversary, which God forbid that we would, but see that memorial and remember, no, I built this for a reason and allow yourself to remember the reasons that you built it. Remember who it affects, and that's why you built it there. Remember the relationship that you have with the Lord and that you're trying to preserve and that you want to preserve, and that's why you built these things in place. So thank you all for receiving tonight. Um, and I pray that, that anything that the Lord brought back to your spirit, any promises that the Lord has brought back tonight, or any commitments that you've made to the Lord or any words that he's spoken to you that you haven't seen come to pass yet and and maybe you have forgotten or maybe you have let go write something down tonight write a reminder say no this this word is real I received it and I'm going to lay hold on it and remind myself of it amen come on can you talk to the Lord right now come on why don't you ask him Lord remind me Lord remind me Things that maybe I've let slip away or into the recesses of my mind, Father, where you've done a work and you've done many. I pray, remind me tonight. Remind me of the wonderful works of your hand. Remind me of the mighty works of your spirit. Remind me, Lord, of your goodness. Remind me of the places along the journey, Lord. Remind me. Remind me, let me not take for granted all that you've done in my life. Let me not take for granted the ways you've used me. Let me not take for granted the blessings you've bestowed. Let me not take for granted, but remind me, Lord. Bring them back to the forefront. Let them be fresh and anew in my spirit. Memorials in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, what a witness of the Lord's word to us tonight. I, uh, I was reflecting as the Lord was ministering to us. I, and I'm challenged myself by the word of God. But I, as many of you know, I, I make notes in my Bible a lot. And I'll write and I'll have dates and I'll have a, a one-liner or two-liner that remind me of why I wrote something. or under, And it, I'll be reading my Bible and I'll come across that again and it reminds me again. I, you may think this is strange. Maybe not. I, I don't often keep notes when I do use notes. <laughs> um, Matter of fact, I think at times some people have asked me about, and I've given you the notes I had if I had some. Uh, 
Um, but I have the notes from the first word the Lord gave me when I ministered in 2005 in Wapato in the first service that we were here. I revisit those words periodically in prayer. They weren't just words for that service. I knew in that time they were words for all the time that the Lord would leave me here. And even should he choose to remove me from here, that those words were for these valleys. I revisit them from time to time. I can't read the passage of scripture without my heart going back to that day in 2005. There's power in memorials. The Lord knows our frame and he knows we forget stuff. He knows we move on, especially in this day and time of what's, you know, if something's a week old, it's old. What's the latest? What's the great? And we move on. This is why the pattern of building these things was so important. He knew they'd forget. He knew they would forget. So he said, put some things in place so you don't. I have journals at my house, in my office. I go pick them up sometimes and I just read. I've got one. It's when my oldest son was just a baby still. And he and I were flying back to Missouri. I don't know what I was thinking, taking a baby to Missouri with me. My wife wasn't with me. I lost his favorite blanket on that flight. Uh, but I wrote about that. And I wrote some things in there that the Lord had told me about my son before he was born. I go back and read them to remind myself sometimes. I've gone through some dark places in my life by the design of God. I've wrote some stories about what he did in them. I go back sometimes and I read those things. They remind me he is faithful. Sometimes when I'm facing another hard place or a, another dark place or I'm trying to find some, I'll go back and I'll look and go, oh, no, he's the same God. He hasn't changed. My circumstances may have changed. Things may look this or, but no, I've got enough memorial. I've got enough evidence. There's power in this word tonight. Can you give me five more minutes? I want to hold myself to my word. I want you to see something here in this. Can you go back to Joshua 4 and let's just go back to 7 where Brother Ethan finished there. Joshua had the a man from each tribe of Israel take a stone. And they used those stones, as we read here, to build a memorial. Verse 8, the children of Israel did as Joshua commanded, took up 12 stones out of the midst of Jordan as the Lord spoke to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. So we see that they built this. If you read the start at the first verse of chapter 4 and read, 
you realize this was not Joshua's idea. This was the Lord's commandment. The Lord told Joshua, you tell them to do this. Why? Well, I'll tell you one reason I believe why. It was, as we've heard tonight, it was a reminder to them. We read it in Scripture. It reminds them that I brought them over the Jordan. I brought them through. Because you remember there, the Lord stopped the river. And they walked across on dry ground. After the priest's feet touched the river, the river parted and stopped. And they went through following the priest in the ark representative of the presence of God. They followed the leading of the Spirit of God through on dry ground. And he said, when they get through, build a memorial so that they'll remember, I did this for them. And so they did, and it became a marker to them. But I want you to look at verse 9. And Joshua... This isn't the 12 tribes. This is Joshua. Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan. He didn't sit his on the other side. He put them in the middle. I guess he had to do it where they would walk through on dry ground. In the place where the feet of the priest which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood, because the priest went in and stood, and then the people passed through. And notice, and they are there unto this day. Here's the thought I want to leave with you. Beyond all that God has already dealt with us about. I can't find in Joshua chapter 4 where the Lord told Joshua to do this. He told them to have the tribes do it. But this was something Joshua did. He didn't wait for God to tell him to do it. You know, there are times where we just know, I need to do something here. I don't need to wait for God to nudge me. I got enough going on that I know I just need to do it. And what's interesting to me about these 12 stones that he put in the middle of Jordan, this has always affected my heart. If you read the passage of the Scriptures in this setting here, the Bible says that it was the, the time of harvest. And the Jordan always overflowed its banks at the time of harvest. So it wasn't like they crossed over Jordan when there wasn't much water trickling through. The Jordan was as full, sort of like the Yakima River this time of year when it, all the snow starts melting. It gets real hot one day or two days or three days, right? You know how the river starts going. It's always like, oh, no, here comes the, right? Time of harvest. Jordan always overflows its banks at times of harvest. That's in the scripture. You can read it there in Joshua 3 and Joshua 4. They crossed over at that time. And so they crossed into the promise of God during a time of harvest. They crossed into a place they'd never been before, but they crossed in when there was plenty. You with me? 
They crossed in when there was corn to be had. There was food to be had. And you know, when you, when you enter into the things of the Lord, or he gives you a word and you first step into it, you're like, wow, this is so exciting. This is so wonderful. I can see God in this. Well, the test isn't in the time of harvest. The test is after a while when it's no longer the time of harvest. And human nature says, you know what? I don't know this place. And it was great when we got here and there was plenty. But now there's not plenty. And there's giants. And it was a lot more comfortable back on the other side. I, I, I think I'd like to just go back. I believe. I'm not trying to add to scripture. I'm just telling you what I believe. I believe Joshua's stones in the middle. They weren't visible at the time of plenty. Because the river overflowed its banks. And they would have been covered. But at the time when things were lean and dry and there was no water. And they would think about going back across. Ah, in the dry times, there's a marker. It was put there when there was plenty. But would I dare go back past just because it's a dry time now? I'm telling somebody, the Lord is telling somebody, you may be in a dry time. But don't let that be the time you go back. You need a reminder of what he did in times of plenty. The same God, the same God that brought them through the Jordan when it was overflowing is the same God that will keep you when things are dry and barren. Don't believe the lie of the adversary and go back. Come on, talk to the Lord right now. My five minutes is three minutes up. Would you just talk to the Lord? Why don't you stand? I feel the Holy Ghost quickening some things back to your spirit right now. Come on, he's been talking to us from the outset. I feel the Holy Ghost quickening some things to your spirit. As has been said, don't just discount them. Remind me, Lord. Remind me, Lord. Let us build altars that are reminders and memorials unto you and a reminder to us of all the good that you've done in our lives, of all that you've brought us through. And if you've done it before, you can do it again. You're God and you cannot fail. Give us reminders, Lord. Let me not look through the eyes of doubt, but let me look through faith in what you've already done. Let me look through faith, the reminders, Lord, of your goodness, of your mercy, of your miracle-working power, of your mighty hand, of your outstretched arm. Remind us, Lord, of your goodness again. You've never failed. You've never faltered. You're faithful still. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're faithful still. You're faithful still, no matter what you're facing, He's faithful still. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if he saved you, he can save your lost loved one. If he brought you through before, he'll bring you through again. He's God. He does not fail. He's faithful. Come on, this is what it is to stand on his word. This is what it is to stand on his word. We've often called things like this drawing a line in the sand. I much prefer a rock. And there's a song we used to sing. And I don't remember all the words right now. I'll just share with you what I remember. It's turning in my spirit. I wish I could sing. If I did, I'd probably just break into song every once in a while. And you got to be like, oh, my goodness, there he goes again. Like a bad musical or something. But the song says, roll back the curtain of my memory now and then. Show me where you've brought me from and where I could have been. Remember that I'm human. And humans forget. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. I want His Spirit to remind me. You see, the adversary tries to use your past to condemn you. But the reason the Lord doesn't remove your memory of the past is because he wants it to be your purpose for thanksgiving. And so you decide. When the thoughts and a reminder of my past come, do I listen to the adversary and begin to feel condemnation? Or, I begin, or do I begin to go, oh, God, thank you. That's not who I am anymore. God, thank you for delivering me from that bondage. God, thank you for moving me from where I was. You're still working on me, God. I know it. But thank you for not giving up on me when I was in the worst position. Roll back the curtain of my memory now and then. Show me where you brought me from to where I could have been. Remind me, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ethan, for the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight. You know another way to remember? Tell somebody 
what God has done for you. You overcome by your testimony. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Men, we'll see you Saturday morning, 6 o'clock.